So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast! Welcome, welcome to another edition of So What Is It? The A Red Dwarf Podcast! Oh my goodness, oh, wow. we, we are upgrading. Last week we had three of us in a room, this week we have all four. Guys, this is unprecedented. Well, it's the first time ever. This yeah. is a beautiful so, thing. I don't know how it's going to work talking to you, telling you how wrong you are all in person. I just don't know if that's going to work or not. I, I think we should hug. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and to be honest, this episode, Emo Hawk, I feel as though there's a lot to talk about. My notes look as long as normal, but I feel as though there's more to mention. I mean, do you want to get any facts out of your system before we start, Matty? Because we might beat you to it otherwise. I mean, I think there's plenty of facts, but you know, I'm not going to wait for like the right moment. Okay, the you right know, moment. The okay. right moment. We'll, we'll leave you to it and, and, and let you jump in when you can. Oh, this is different. I'm going to start off myself this week because this one is really, for me, a game of two halves. Really is. Because I think some of it is absolutely absolutely brilliant and then I have concerns elsewhere but I don't know how you feel about it Dan, I, oh, go on, go on, mate, you I can't believe you've stolen my sound like that's what I was going to say? say I was going to say like a football pundit it's a game of two halves <laughs> Kevin Key, okay. it's a funny old game <laughs> <laughs> quite remarkable <laughs> Dan uh, look, do you know what? Last week I was, you know, we. Miserable, we, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> you could take that view. We've seen this before, this is a retread, it's not doing it for me. And I stand by everything I said last week. Uh, this week we saw the resurrection and the repetition of an awful lot of stuff, and I loved it because it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. But did it, Matty? Did it yes. work? Yes. This is a perfect occasion of where repetition bloody works. Uh, so you and it, it. Yeah, oh, this was great. This is going on the list of the top five. Whoa. Easily. Whoa. Easily. You've got a lot in your top five. This series has been great. This series has been bloody good, though. Well, wasn't uh, Legion in your top five as well? Yes. Yeah, so that's two. Legion was top, on top of my top five. Yeah, there was another one uh, that went out recently. Was it Demons and Angels you loved as well? Was that one? It was. Yeah, it was one I loved. I don't know. You've said, you've said it so many times. I've said, there's quite a few, I think. This series has been really good, and oh. this has just been... Repetition done well and how it should be. Well, that, that's positive. I might disagree with you later. Oh, you're but, going to. I know it. But... <laughs> <laughs> Almost on principle. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a great stuff in this. Um, but but let's do our rounds. Let's do the rounds. Come on, I'm gonna go round the circle. Okay, round the circle. I'm starting with Matty. But which way will I go after? Matty, you go first. Give us something you love from this episode. Then. Well, gentlemen, I'd like to get your attention to Space Corp Directive six eight two five zero. 68250? But sir, surely that's impossible without at least one live chicken and a rabbi. Brilliant. Great line, great line. I have concerns about that. We'll get to it later. Of course you will. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that another time. <laughs> no. Oh, oh, it's me next. I'm going to me. Yeah. Um, uh, there are lots of good lines, obviously, as we always say. I think one of my favourites is, I have got hair like yours, just not on my head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Matt. Well, that was going to be one of mine. One moment in time. Well, you, um, you only get one, so yes, you can okay. use it. So it helps. 
uh, come on, you've dated worse, only due to very poor disco lighting. Yeah. There's no way I'm going to down to Moss Bros for anyone less attractive than my own armpit after a game of table tennis. <laughs> it's the Moss Bros fit, I love. Yeah, yeah. nice <laughs> reference. Nice, nice reference. Uh, I don't know if it's best because it's older now or, or, or whether it's just a great reference anyway. <laughs> Dan? Um, uh, lots to pick from. I'm going, we've lost it. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong screen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Good stuff. And a lot of that wasn't even from the first ten minutes, which I, I thought was superb, actually. Uh, for me, this was a brilliant start to episode, and it sort of kept going. It didn't let up for quite a while, did it? Um, I don't think I'm alone on this. Dad, the start. Good start? I thought, yeah, it was a really good, it was really good, it was a game of two halves, we'll get to that, but it was another very strong start, and I think there have been a couple of episodes recently where we haven't necessarily felt it, it jumped out as well as, as, as some of our favourites. Uh, probably one of my favourite openings is, is, the, is, the, is the Flintstones bit in, from, from much, much earlier. But no, this was a, this was a good start, uh, an opportunity for, for Rimmer to be at his um, pedantic and officious worst and everybody else to just broadly not care and some good goading in there. Um, no, a, a, a strong start. Yeah, well, really it was, um, I mean, I don't think we've had much bunk action have we for no. a while especially since no. we've been on Starbucks. Is that the first time we've seen Starbuck bunks? I don't know. No, it was in Sirens. Yeah, it was at the, the first one. Yeah. And then they did go in that same room I think when uh, Crichton was um, going into the yeah. gunfire stuff. Yeah, absolutely. They don't I mean, use mm, them often, do they? No. I, I kind of uh, totally agree with you because I did feel like there was um, they didn't have that kind of a great deal of that sort of stuff recently with the, the bunks and everything but the, what Dan said about the kind of Pernickety Rimmer, it was really good to have that back again because we've not really seen him do that recently. But um, oh, because well, weirdly, I thought overall in this episode we didn't have much of that side of Rimmer, did we? Really, it, it wasn't. It, With his emergency drill at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, the drill at the beginning was him being Rimmer, but generally it, it wasn't about Rimmer a lot of the time, was it? Until obviously later in the episode, but we didn't have loads and loads of him being officious and petty and, and small and stuff, which is quite funny really considering what happens to him later on. You think I'm a petty-minded bureaucratic nincompoop who delights in enforcing pernickety regulations because he gets some sort of perverse pleasure out of it. And in many ways you're absolutely damn right. Although there was that great bit which I did consider having one of my favourite bits when Crichton's nodding as yeah, he's oh, talking about oh, That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we haven't had bunk stuff Matty since uh, you know, because even series five, we talked a lot about them starting on Starbuck being out scavenging mm -hmm. stuff. So, mm -hmm. so they have steered away from that. Although this wasn't quite the same, it did feel slightly different, I suppose. Yeah. I love the bacon and beans, man. Uh, perhaps you didn't catch that. I said scramble. Yeah, that'd be great with bacon and beans, man. <laughs> scramble, scramble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Uh, dear. Um, but yeah, what about what about the action sequence? It led into an action sequence as well. Did you like all the action? Yeah, I did. I thought the action was pretty well done on this one. I'm assuming you're talking about when they were all like trying to run away yeah, from the yeah. spaceship. Yeah, that was quite, that was quite well done. I thought uh, it was, I thought it was really well. very believable. Yeah, it actually felt quite tense, even though they were mm. chucking in a, a line and a comparison and a metaphor every two seconds. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Some better than others, possibly. And it's funny that you mentioned that scene because. Still there, still there. Um, Matt's facts! <laughs> basically, um, I don't know how you've been watching it, but I've been watching it on Netflix, because Netflix cut it out, and many broadcasts cut this bit out, where you see the cat utter the word shit. 
in that scene. Oh, I've, yes, yes. I've, I've got yes. this written down. Yeah, I've got yeah. this written down. I, I've got uh, does mouse shit roll. Yeah, um, and I was going to bring up that it was quite unusual to. Yeah. To have yeah. That. yeah. So this was a complete mistake. Was never cut out. Um, it's the only time that level of language is heard of Red Dwarf, yeah. and it was cut from the majority of broadcasts, bar a few. I didn't hear it on Netflix, but I'm guessing if you were watching on Netflix, they had it still in I there. I thought it was. To be honest, it is on Netflix, because, yeah. okay. because I, I, I've got the Blu-ray, and I've watched that first, and it was in that, and then I, for my notes, I went through quicker on Netflix, and it was still there when I looked oh, okay. so it was on Netflix. But it is very quick. I double-took when I when I heard it, when okay. I watched it, it was a... And then I carried on, because there was another joke coming yeah. out, oh. it was one of those. So, um, so Matt, when, Matt's confession of the week, I completely, that completely passed me by. So, um, mm. what was the line supposed to be something different? Have you got that in, I know you never have the backup info for this. No. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh, that was a complete off-the-cuff shit. <laughs> I wonder what the line was supposed to be. I don't know. Yeah, it did, it did seem slightly odd, really, didn't it? Does mouse shit roll? I don't know, does it? <laughs> it's oh, a yeah, little the, sort of like... Oh, I'm cool sorry, I, I misheard you. Um, I thought you said he mouths shit, the word shit. Like, but no, does mouse shit roll? Yeah, I, heard, I totally heard that on... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Confusion. I thought that was quite funny. I actually wrote that down as one of my funny lines. But talking of mouthing things, we had another example of Craig Charles mouthing the lines. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah it's when they're, they're, they're being chased and, and they're hearing the information about they're going to be blasted out of the sky or something, and he's mouthing what they're saying. So it's obviously a little habit he's, he's got there that um, I've never noticed it before in anything else. Maybe it comes up again. We've got to be on, uh, say, other people, Line Watch. You know? Line Watch. <laughs> and maybe, I, mean, I think you've made the point in the past, you know, that's a bit of a gaffe. They, they, why did they keep that in? Maybe that was the least obvious version of him doing it. That was awesome. the best take they could use. But it was yeah. a long shot, comparatively. Yeah. It was a fair few seconds, and they presumably they have other coverage that they could use. Maybe, yeah, they'd maybe have they have another angle, wouldn't they? Maybe they just didn't notice on the monitors they were using. Who knows? But, yeah, it's a bit... bit a bit naughty, in a way, because it's something you've got to try not to do, isn't it, on stage quite a lot, mm. I guess. Are you, do you ever do that on stage, Matt? Do you think? Do you know? What mouth of the people's words? Yeah, yeah. No, but I've, I've been... I've had a... In a serious play that I was in, um, I had the unfortunate time of, of a girl stood opposite me, mouthing my lines back to me, <laughs> and I had to say to her in the wings, can you stop doing that? And, she's, and she was completely unaware that she was doing it. Mm, it completely. Happen. I mean, you've had lots of people mouth your words at you, Matty, but that's usually you've because you've got the lines. Not because I don't know the lines. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Normally that's someone off the side of the stage <laughs> or holding up a card. Um, well, no, let's not forget there's an actual panto I've done that you wrote that I actually had to write one of the lines on my hand, so... You didn't have to write on your hand. No, but I did. <laughs> you chose to. I chose to. It worked spot the joke, but actually it was there for a reason. Uh, but there, there was a, there were a couple little mistakes and things, but I'm, I'll, I'll get to the other mistake that I noticed later on when it comes to it. Okay, well, let's, we'll see if it comes up then. Yeah, let's go back to the Space Corps thing. Let's, let's do a quick sort of couple of things, because, you know, I've got comedy corner. I've got comedy triangle. I've got several corners, I think, to this uh, It's a comedy hexagon at this point. But, um, Don't take a hedron, but... No, there's just a couple of jokes that I thought they pushed it too far. Um, in, in that sort of, it was excellent that first 10 minutes and it was bang, 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 joke, joke, yeah. joke. Mm -hmm. um, but f to my mind, there was a couple they went too far on, I want your opinion. The Space Corps directive was one of them. I thought it was hilarious that, you know, are you sure? Surely that's impossible without a live chicken and a rabbi. 
that's that's really funny. But, yeah. but then we get the follow-up line of of oh, I'm happy to perform the ceremony of sacrificing a chicken. It's all right. I thought that didn't need to be said. No. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just a little thing, but it's all right. Mm. I didn't need to spell out the fact that, it, especially as we've always said, yeah, this is a repeated joke with the Space Corps. They do it different each time. If they just left it at the first line, I thought, yeah, that was perfect for me. But you did have then, you know, Rimmer sick of it. You smug metal git. But, Which... but that's a repeating joke as well, isn't it? With the with the, I mean, that led on to that brilliant bit. Of... What's the archive of the line now? What is it? For God's sake, Crichton, we can't let you do that. Really? Dream on, metal trash. <laughs> Get your hands in the air and step into that searchlight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I think, you know, we're noticing it and we're picking up on it, but, you know, clearly they are as well, and, and they are able to riff on it, and I appreciate it was scripted, but I, I guess some of that happened organically. If they wrote the scripts and then when they started doing read-throughs, quite possibly, one or two of them were like, yeah, in or out of character, you know, Crichton is a smug git, isn't yeah, he? Right, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, we'll write that in then, because because he is, actually. Mm, he Whereas is. before, he was like, oh, sirs, sirs, let me just tell you this. Now it's, well, here's something else I know lots about. I'm going to, ah, ha, ha, talk mm. in the language. You know, he's a smug metal git. If you're going to do it, just go, ah, ha, ah, ha, 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 Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but talking about that bit, I leapt onto that, you mentioned it. I found the line hilarious. I don't know how funny it's meant to be, but it's all like, you know, in the honour of coming to their Watunga or hut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what translate it? I mean, I guess it was meant to be a joke. It was hilarious. I don't know, it, but he is. The, it's the kind of person who, if you were on holiday and somebody knew just a little bit of the language, that would be the smug git who just, who, who just. You're talking it. I know you know it. You don't have to keep rubbing it. In. <laughs> Matt goes on about Turkish stuff. Or me, it was Spanish. <laughs> that was Anything green, to say, Matt? <laughs> Green-eyed monster. <laughs> Just jealous. But, but no, but the other bit, going back to the sort of follow-up stuff, um, I wondered if I would have done something different or not. It's sort of like, you don't have to tell me twice. Sorry, man. Is that line necessary or not? I was trying to work it out. It looks like you do have to tell me twice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was a good joke. You don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Looks like you do have to tell me twice. That was um, a great joke. It was a good it was a good joke and it was it was that pause where everyone just expects it to happen. Yeah, no, I thought they played it. Yeah, quite. no, it probably, it probably was right. It's, it it's just as I was making my notes that other one had come before and I think that came quite close afterwards. Anyway, that's a couple of little things that I thought anything Matty I know this is your favourite episode ever of all time ever of all TV I mean you um, do go on a bit whenever I say I like an episode <laughs> you don't know if I overdo it a bit it was a decent episode let's not go top that top five far. you said top, just five. top five yeah. just ignore him you know what he's like that's what I normally do top five oh, it's great when there's no lag now isn't there guys it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's straight, 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 straight in the, the banter is right here <laughs> um, um, but anything that didn't quite work because no I really enjoyed this episode as well Probably got. I've got more problems, but but um, anything you didn't think worked. Um. No, not too much. I think no. Actually, I, there's nothing in the episode that I say that didn't work or that didn't make me laugh. Because actually, I probably laughed. Probably yeah, I laughed a lot in this episode. There was nothing that really that got me. Ooh. In that way. That's good. That's a deep analysis Ooh, we like. Dear, dear, dear. <laughs> what? Oh, I hate to crap on your Christmas cake, mate, but there seriously, there were lots of things that didn't work. You eat shit on your Christmas cake. Well, <laughs> well it would roll. Anyway, um, <gasps> there was, I just felt it's like... Is that a Christmas log? 
I just felt that when the emo hawk came uh, into the the story, it was just a wasted opportunity. There was so I thought there was a massive sort of American comedy style cheer when Dwayne Dibley appeared. Well, this one. Yes, exactly. There was a massive comedy cheer when Dwayne Dibley appeared. And it had to be reshot numerous times because the studio audience cheered for so long that they couldn't continue to film the scene properly. Well, this is interesting because this this is the big thing you've, you've gone to, really, when I was saying I've got problems. That is the nub of it, really. It felt it did suddenly feel like an American show, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not that they were wrong with with American shows. No. We are fans of of some, not all, American shows. However, it was just the fact that I felt that the Dwayne Dibley and Ace. Yes, it was great to see them both, and they are both great in their individual ways. To me, it felt like it was a bit of a wasted opportunity, mm. and I think it was done as a sort of. I don't know if there'd been a, a, such a huge reaction to the, both those characters from their original episodes that it was done as a, well, let's just do it again. Wayne Dibley. <laughs> Wayne Dibley. <laughs> it kind of it felt it fell a bit flat, especially Dwayne. And I, spe- I remember when we were talking about the um, the previous episode, and you said that's the first. And the best um, <laughs> yeah. of Dwayne Dibley. Now, obviously, I remember that, and I was. Did you remember he came back though? I, I remember that I'd seen. I mean, he's seen, been in the titles as well. Yeah, I remember seeing him more than once, mm. and I think you might see him again. I don't know. I don't know why, but um, yeah, I was just dis- I was disappointed with the whole emo hawk scene onwards. There was some great stuff before it, and stuff that we haven't talked about yet. But I think there was there was still good stuff. Obviously, the emo hook is trading on another brilliant episode of Polymorph. Mm-hmm. Um, Dwayne Dibley, great episode. Although I wasn't such a fan of Dimension Jump this time round. Obviously, Ace Rimmer is a big thing. Dan, what's your reaction? Because obviously, there's a little bit of dissent in the ranks here <laughs> from both me and Matt. Well, I, look, I. I, I like the character of Dwayne Dibley and I like the character of Ace Rimmer. Did they were they necessary in this episode? No, if I'm honest, I, I enjoyed them. But would could you have could you have done some other funny things instead? Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, there have been a number of occasions now when, whether polymorph or other related, they've lost some essence of them and have become different characters. Now clearly, they've looked at it and thought, well. Ace and Dwayne were, you know, good characters, they resonated, we can all remember them. What can we remember about the emotionless characters from from, um, Lister and Crime? Not nearly so much, they weren't as good, so these are the two. And this was a, a, the emo hawk. By the way, I love the name emo hawk. But they, mm. it's good, yeah. you know. but they could have gone a whole log and, and got another. Lit. They could have got spanners back. They, 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 yeah, they could, they could have done. But then it would have been, it would have been even more of a of a retread. I didn't dislike them, but I think that was a potentially a missed opportunity. I don't know whether they thought, yeah, you know, because you know we talked about it's a, it's a it's a story of two halves. They've got the the, the start which we like, um, and then they. I don't know, did they run out of steam and think, oh, Polymorph was good, let's let's do that again and come up with a conceit for this half-tamed baby Polymorph sort of thing. Um, 
and then oh, one where we can use that to crowbar these two in it. It felt felt a bit more controlled. But I was just jaded because the noob here, he he loved it. <laughs> he lapped it up. I loved it. <laughs> I got to admit, I, I I loved the fact that they were in it, and the Ace Trimmer and Dream Dibley. I loved it. Um, it to me, it was probably. Thing is, I'm watching this as a complete newbie, so I don't know. Have you not watched this before? No, no. Oh, is, that, wow. is that new? Is that new information? <laughs> so the well, thing. No, it's not. That should be a fact. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dun, 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 dun. Have you got the premise down yet of what's going on? Oh, Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, think so? No. Um, they're in space? They're in, oh, oh, really? <laughs> well, this is new information to me. See, to me, obviously, I wasn't around when all of this, I wouldn't have known the reaction. To me, that was the first time when I saw, heard the reaction of the audience during Ghibli, you kind of got a good idea of how big the show really was. And the reaction really said it, that. Yeah, it was. This, is, this was, you know, five and six was this at was its peak. height, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really. It was in the, the popularity. popularity. It yeah. wasn't just something that... Um, well, frankly, we watched. It was something that you know n normal people watched as well. Mm, yeah. Normal I mean, people. But yeah. but for me, it was the reaction to the audience. I'm saying a bit American, but I loved that because it was for the first time that I really heard a proper audience reaction. You could really hear how happy people were and how passionate they were about seeing those characters again. Oh uh, yeah, they probably did bring Ace Rimmer and Dwayne Dibley back for the sake of bringing them back, but I don't think that's a problem. No, no, I, I, and I must admit, I, I am sort of split down the middle here mm. from what I think about it. Part of me thinks, oh, you're reaching back and doing that because it's the popular thing, because it's this joke. And I was like that as a teenager, and I felt like it then. I thought, oh, why are they bringing Dwayne Dibley back? You know, oh, everyone's goes on about Dwayne Dibley. They don't like all the lesser episodes, and you get that sort of arrogance as a fan. They, oh, oh, I like this episode better and than it's never I was into Red before, before <laughs> Dwayne Dibley was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's that sort of side, and sort of like, that's not necessarily a good side, but it's sort of there. And, um, but. They're still good stuff. It wasn't. Oh, I was okay. smiling to see yeah. them, and mm. I was smiling to see Ace as well. I mean, there's some brilliant lines. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, sort of. And one triple thick condom. <laughs> you never know. Absolutely, his you know the things he's going to need to take with him. I thought was, and and, and Ace. They didn't. I don't feel that they overused them. So I'm. I, you know, well, it was, it was very short and sweet as per, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, mm. and I think that was good. If they'd overused, they thought, "Oh, hang on, we're getting a reaction from Dwayne Dibley. Let's essentially make the episode about him." I don't know that he could have sustained it, but in the bite-sized pieces that they had, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not complaining, although that but sounds it's, it's very discussion complaining. worthy. Yes, I mean, mm. I did like one of Ace's lines though. That Dave, you crazy fool, we're all set to save your bacon. There's no need for you to sling your love spuds on the barbecue. Brilliant. Yeah, tip. <laughs> I think, you, I think you should dub that with the real thing. I might, I might <laughs> yes. but yeah, Love Spurs is fantastic. I mean, so yeah, so it's there, and there's good lines from those characters. I mean, from before, I said Ace appeared and disappeared pretty quickly in his episode, really. So it was quite cool to have her. Took a nip from the Emo Hawk, Dave, you know, all that sort of bravado. Yeah, so definitely in two minds about it. It does feel sort of like, ah, oh, yes, this, use this concept, let's use this concept. But as Matty said, hmm. the audience are really happy to see it, and... It's the populist choice, isn't it? It is. I would like to rewind, Selector, back to the when they first go to the Gelf Moon. There was another quite good um, Starbuck crash. Starbuck crash. Mm -hmm. Yes, I find it really funny. Um, when they met the the Harry Gelf tribe, who were called what were they called again? 
the I can't remember the Wicked Donato or something. something Jump that in. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Um, they were brilliant, and I'm sure Matt's got a fact about the uh, the the chief about the. The what? Uh, no, no. Uh, <laughs> about the golf leader. Yes, about the golf leader. Yes. yes, I do have a fact about it. You're ahead of me. We'll play that funky music, right, boy? <laughs> That's the first time someone's ever actually asked me to press it. I feel quite privileged now. Look, I've written it on the back there. I don't want to steal your thunder. Oh, you're talking about the 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 handshake. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about the handshake. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, of course, that the handshake was completely improvised by Robert Lewin. Okay. I, I think that's appropriate for these COVID times. I think we should be using. We that. should be. We should do that. <laughs> yeah. Screw the elbows. We need to do the, the golf leader handshake. Well, the reason that I, I, I kind of brought that up is because when the uh, I always watch the title sequence to to see if there's any names I recognise, and there was, and I was like, what? Ainsley Harriet, TV chef Ainsley Harriet, mm. Ready Steady Cook, et al. Um, was the golf leader? Was the chief? Was it the chief or the, or the wife? No, it was the chief. Ah. So, the, I just imagine I press the button again, Sonic. We always imagine it. Yeah. Um, so, around this same time, they also did a... I don't know if it was a comic relief or something like this. They did a Ready Steady Cook, Red Dwarf. They did, yeah. Yeah. And which appeared, Dwayne Dibley was in it. Um, if you look at the Dwayne Dibley and Ready Steady Cook, it's exactly the same. They obviously filmed it, same time, same episode. So, I'm wondering... If that's where that mm. came together, probably Ainsley Harriet was on the set filming that Ready City Cook, and he stuck around and probably became. I mean, it's one of the one weirdest, of them. weirdest cameos ever. Right? And that's how they they sent the actual actor home, and then they decided, oh, we'll just yeah. use someone who's on set. They've can, got form. Can you imagine the actor that came in? Or I can't wait for my day in this character. You've been replaced by Ainsley Harriet. Can you imagine how that would have felt? Well, the daughter. <laughs> The, the daughter that Lister's married, I was like, oh my God, it's Brian Blessed. <laughs> there, there, was, there was one look. And I, apparently she's the liquor. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, there, there, was a, there was something, the Gelf did put me in mind of, of background extras from Braveheart for a little bit. But, <laughs> but no, I thought, I thought they were... Um, what do you mean yeah, by that? <laughs> I mean that they were um, hairy. It's all I mean. It's all I mean. Um, I, but I thought they were. I thought they were rendered quite. I, I enjoyed the Gelf actually. I thought they were. I thought they were good. There was a. There was a bit. Yeah, you know, we talked about the um, homages to various different sort of films and or tropes. And there, there. You know, it was. We've seen that scene, haven't we? In 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 westerns yeah, and various yeah. other things where they go to the tribe and they negotiate to get whatever it is that they need. I mean, you know, that they only needed an oxygen unit having comprehensively smashed the ship up. And the girls have got one. And they had one. Yes. But for me, I have been after that. So here they are, they live in mud huts. They live on a, on a, on a you, rock you mean in the... You mean <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't. Oh, forgive, forgive my ears. They live, they live in mud Watungas on a rock in, in Gulf space. And yes, they happen to have an OG unit. And I laughed at that. And I don't know whether I was supposed to, but I I just thought that was a, a, a yes, that looked yeah. quite incongruous, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I love, I love some of the. Uh it's always been a feature of Red Dwarf, you know, with Crichton and his guesses and stuff. But this this time, it was Lister. You've heard the stories, Hattie. <laughs> <laughs> Q explanation of the stories. <laughs> well, 
there was a line in there I thought you definitely wouldn't like. Oh, go know. for it. Let's yes, see. I thought. Oh, I know someone's. I've, gonna, got, I've got a couple s- more. Someone, especially in that scene's not going to like it when uh, Rimmer says to Lister when Lister's complaining he doesn't want to marry the thing. Stop being selfish. And Lister says we never work out. She's obviously an Aries. Um, and I thought. Mm. Mm. No, no, the line's fine. I mean, it's really silly. It's just that's just silly. The bit about the the marriage I've got written down that was one of my things was the old this is never going to happen jump cut to it happening type joke mm-hmm. which I'm never often very a fan never often I'm never often a fan of that mm-hmm. type of thing but hey it was there I did like the bouquet <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyone else got any uh, good note because I've got a serious question for you I've got a serious question. Oh, serious question I think we're ready for a serious it's question it's not that serious I just, I just wondered you've what, it though damn I just wonder what the thought process was in the writing of, let's have this uh, police, sorry, space filth, let's have them speak in reverse. What was the... Why? And the mistake, you know, it's a mistake with that as well, where they're speaking backwards. Where... So the speech software is talking um, bastards. Talking bastards. (laughs) You bastard. (laughs) Spare head three on. So when it's talking bastards, it's talking backwards. Let's do that again. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not quite happy. Sorry, okay. When the software was whoa, talking whoa, wait, bastards. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Just, just, <laughs> start again. Start again. Oh, before you say, I've just got this written down. I'm just going to. Oh, you bastard. When the software's talking backwards, Dave Lister said, bony butts are move lets. Um, which he'd been saying in the correct format, he should have said, butts, bony, are move lets. I mean, after said, that. He said it the wrong I don't way. I don't think it's going to make the episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the build up. <laughs> no. Um, no, it just sort of like it struck me, especially the second. I was thinking, why, why have they put this in to have them speaking backwards? It's just a, a little thing that's. Did it add anything? <laughs> I kind of got a bit confused. I thought, are they trying to do Yoda? No, do. Oh, do not. There is no try. But then obviously there weren't, but it's just because obviously Yoda from Star Wars, obviously, has a strange way of order of speaking, has order of way of speaking, a strange... Confused, I thought. Dwayne Dibley and Ace. I took care of the squid with limpid binds. A Red Wolf podcast. Were there any particular jokes that we got because they were doing the backwards talking? Because I'm not sure that there just were... Just a couple of translations, what they were saying, but they could have done that... They could have, anyway. yeah, I, I think it would be, yeah, I, d- I don't think it was brilliant, but I didn't leave out at me, but um, yeah, there was there was plenty going on in that first half, I think, and that was, yeah. Yeah, it was like, it's like when they were writing, so, let's have them speaking backwards as well, yeah, okay, right. and then it just stayed there, and that, mm. and that was it, really. I, I don't know, it was just a thing I, I just wondered about, it's not a massive complaint or anything. Were those the ones <laughs> that um, they skin humans alive and turn them into beanbags? What's no, that's Gelfs. That is oh, certainly what okay. some Gelfs do. Mm. Not these ones. Yeah, these were the friendly those, ones. Those stories that, that Dave's heard. Okay, <laughs> yes. But they do kind of... The writers of Red Dwarf, they do have sort of a theme of what sort of jokes and strange things they like, like talking backwards. Let's face it, sir. We're as guilty as the man behind the grassy knoll. Like the, the that thing. I'm surprised they didn't polymorph. The, the, the space filthful Bulgarian, to be fair. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like the polymorph, when we return to that, the talking backwards, when we return to that. The sort of the space filthful. They do have a format, the same style jokes they like to make, and then they stick to it. Yeah. But I've seen that a few I, times. I think. 
that's, that, I think that's what's hard, isn't it? Generally, with comedy programs, when you keep the same writers, is it is hard to break out of what you do, isn't it? Really, mm. and uh, mm. I, I'm not sure there are many comedy writers that can really. And, Everyone has their style, don't and, they? And especially if you know what's working, and clearly we know we know from observation just of, of, of just watching episode by episode but we also know from history this was pete red dwarf they were getting audience feedback um and they did know what worked so mm. um hence we get the return of Dwayne. hence we get the return of ace um and yet yeah, they they get to you know it wasn't a catch we've discussed this before it's not a catchphrase show per se as you say they, they pick something we like that we'll keep doing that so long as we can make it work and i think still i think that generally they do make it work but and definitely but it is it is those style of things that sometimes they chuck them in and sometimes it's brilliant and sometimes it goes against them and that's why i've got a couple of crosses against things because um i don't know if we've mentioned it yet but this is an example of it one is a typical thing of them you know, be jogging around like a bead of sweat in an aerobic teacher's buttock cleavage, which is a great line. I think that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then another style of thing of, and we mentioned this before with um, Lister saying it, he said, let's get out of the sheet music and play the real waltz, which I thought wasn't a very good line. What was the, what, what, I, what was the in context of that? <clears throat> oh, he was going back to be married off, wasn't he? So he said, let's get out of sheet music and play the real waltz. Oh, That's yeah, nice. which, which was very, which was a throwback to, to the, you know, let's get a cab to Real Street or whatever. Yeah, this, the uh, Miss Lapfag, probably salute it, and there's also yeah. it's the siren with Cat with the waltz, you know. The, the aerobic teacher's buttock cleavage, um, that I, I did love that, and that was going to be my... Um, my other at the end yeah, kind of yeah. thing. Oh, God, Never mind a memory. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the music. Mm. I don't know what on earth you're insinuating. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> <So> disgusting. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, and I, I've got to mention it. I've mentioned it. I think every episode so far is they're still they're still banging on with the cat smelling things. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I say I don't think it's I don't uh, think it's hitting home. And um, for me, that was probably my least favourite part of this episode because I we've had the I mean, Matty, are, Matty loved it. Obviously. We we've had the Just are so. you sure. We've had the are you sure, yeah. and I'm I'm pretty sure we've you know we've had the idea of a re smelling and I, yeah. So for me, that was a mm. that. Uh, there weren't many moments that fell that fell short or fell flat or didn't quite land in that first opening sort of stanza. And, and the did, did you not like his line though? After he said that, the the line about the his nostril hairs just uh, shimmying. shimmying faster than the grass skirt on a fat Hawaiian hula hoop champion. <laughs> 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 yes, you did. It's funny. You know, that, line, yes, that, that line. That line is funny. Yeah, it's yeah, out of some stuff. Good stuff comes. Yeah. Out. I know this. I write shit rubbish jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and then hopefully it leads on to something good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's what happens. It rolls on and something good comes out. Obviously, Matty, we had more um, Kennedy obsession from Crichton. <laughs> yes. He likes his Kennedy, Does. doesn't he? So uh, <laughs> that was mentioned again. Kennedy Watch. Yes. Kennedy Watch. That's, uh, that's twice now. At least. Yes. Curry Watch, grass, Kennedy Watch. The grassy Nile has been mentioned for a second time. <laughs> yes. No Curry Watch this week. No Curry Watch. There wasn't really, was there? But, um, yeah, no. Curry Watch is dying off. No, no. no. Well, right now at the moment it feels we're, like it is. We're still watching. You're still watching what do, you, what do you mean? There's loads of stuff, all the Poppadoms references in this series. Or mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I mean, they are running low on supplies. Once yeah. you get back to Red Dwarf, it'll be, you know... Yeah, that's it. You'll love it. Cool. You'll love it. Yeah, no, Curry Watch is still there. Maybe you're just becoming sort of like numb to it. I'm becoming numb to Curry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should, should we... Um, we may have more to talk about, but let, let's do another 
round of good things to get them in there before we talk about anything else if indeed we want to talk about anything else I'll start with you Dan we'll go reverse shall we I, there are still quite a few and uh, I, I particularly enjoyed am, am um, I jumping the gun I know uh, no I don't think you're jumping the gun uh, I thought that um, cats you know hang on a minute guys the arrow let me I'll work out you know and he, he's looking at the arrow this came from a bow all right I like that I oh really I'm like that. It. I, I, I won't mention how I didn't like that then oh did you <laughs> not I, I did. Well, why didn't you like it no it was okay it was okay it just wasn't anything great <laughs> But if you liked it, all to the good. All power to you. Excellent. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a load off. <laughs> go on, Matt. Don't take mine. Don't take mine, Matt. Go on. Um, we, we've, we, we have kind of um, touched on it before. The, um, and I said about the, um, the gulf, that they skin humans alive and turn them into beanbags. And it's the bit that followed, that unless you uh, want a triple-butted gulf sitting on your face for eternity and probing your crevices for lost forks and biros, <laughs> I, I suggest you rethink. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't note that one down <laughs> okay I can't believe we haven't mentioned it one of my favourite things I definitely loved from when I first saw it was um, well at least Mr Lister's guitar survived intact <laughs> not even Mr Lister's guitar survived intact <laughs> But you know, in that in the episode ages ago, they made such a big deal about him saving his guitar, yeah. all that, and then it was like sort of big moment, and then just for one joke, just yeah. smashed it. <laughs> yeah, all of that was just gone in yeah, yeah. yeah. See, I, th- I thought that was well. Actually, I have to say, um, my slight confession of the week is that I actually found the Smegouts um, compilation on YouTube, and there's lots from this episode. And so things that we've been talking about, like you were saying about the the sort of the chase scene and the guitar scene, they've both got smeg ups and then they were smeg ups. Smeg ups. Hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you want to say again? No, not really. It's, 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 I don't like to say the word smeg. It's fun. I just said it again. It's funny. It's funny. That's why me and Beck listened to the outtakes this week. Because I said to her, she was falling asleep. I was going, oh, I really fancy watching some of the smeg ups with you. You know, because it feels like this was peak sort of like mm. mucking around. It was a great one from this episode. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. yeah funny. Like the bit where they're outside and the emo hook is kind of, um, well, a cat's got the stick. There's a, there's a great one from that. But that scene was quite funny when, <laughs> with the stick. I liked that. That's probably the last scene with the emo hawking that I thought was was any good. <laughs> don't, don't hate me. No, 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 one, no one's hating you. Matty, you're going to give us something else amazing. I mean, I don't... I'm not even going to comment on it after you say it. No, I was going to say there was one scene that actually reminded me of Matt. Um... Was when um, careful. Yeah. We've done the aerobics teacher one. He's in the no, 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 just the. It's more of a personal thing. So I was going to say, it's whenever um, when he got carried off at the end, and he said, "Make sure you pop by," and it just might have been of you just going, "Thanks for popping in." It just <laughs> okay. All right, I'll accept that. Yeah. So, so that's your highlight. I mean, that's pretty much all I can think of right now. <laughs> also, I can say, though, i got to say, before I do forget, I did spot... Did anyone spot the mistake with the airlock door? No. No. Um, Ace Rimmer, when he goes to open the airlock, the airlock door starts moving before he actually touches it. My word. My ranking's just gone down. Well, there you go. You know, it stood up to me. He was literally going to grab. He was literally going to grab it, and as he goes to grab it, the door already goes up, and then he quickly grabs it and pushes it up. Well, maybe it was like motion sensitive. <laughs> kind of like, no. like you know, 
supermarket. Waving at <laughs> yeah. you know. We, I mean, we haven't talked loads about um, Ace Rimmer, and, and that's another question of the week, which sort of um, goes into what you often worry about is, you know, Crichton saying, oh, I'll put you back now, but he's already said in the episode, I don't want to go back, so why would Rimmer go back to being Rimmer? He doesn't have to, does he? Does he? This is the flaw of this episode. This is worse than the airlock moment. You know, and stay the, on. <laughs> <laughs> the airlock will never be surpassed. <laughs> uh, look, you're right, and the answer to a lot of the questions that we've been asking of ourselves and each other for some months now is it's Red Dwarf. Go yeah, it's Red I know, Dwarf. I know, but this is a biggie. But yes, you're absolutely right. But you know, goading Rimmer is is really the main secondary storyline in this entire show. So. He has to be Rimmer. I know, but, but but in which case could they not have done some other way? Like in the other one, when the, in the polymorph was destroyed, they all returned, got the yeah. emotions back. So, but they actually said, "I'll we'll extract the DNA, DNA out and we'll put it back into." Oh, would you like to go back and say, "Oh, can I stay like this for another twenty-four hours, or your whole life?" I mean, if that's what he wants. Hmm. It's red dwarf. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think ultimately that is the answer. Well, that's always the answer. That's always right. the answer. But you know, yeah. I want a further discussion. No, fair enough. It, it, it. Would I wonder? So Rimmer, uh, sorry, Ace, what a guy. Um, <laughs> See, what's he, is, again? he is, you know, a great guy. That's a small <laughs> price to pay to save our chummies, eh? What a guy. And actually. That Lister and Crichton and the cat and their dysfunctional, you know, relationships and their useless spaceship would even Rimmer's pa- even Ace's patience be tried? Actually, what would? How long would Rimmer remain? Just you know. Well, I'm going to flag up Ace Watch then. Okay, Ace right. Watch. Ace Watch. Are we going to have more future Aces then? We could well do, Matty. Okay. We could, I don't like to spoilers, but yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> well, it's okay. Yeah. Um, Often in the first couple of series, we talked a lot about themes and stuff, didn't we? And we, we don't have that so much nowadays. But this is an issue of, you know, if you if something happens to you and someone else says to you, I'm going to put you back to the way you were, I don't want to. You know, why Why would he go back? Have you? I can see your brow furrowing here, Matt, because you're right next to me in the same room. I can see it. It could just be, it could just be age lines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I do understand. There is obviously the there there is the issue there was whether he would, would want to go back to Rimmer and, and quite frankly, would you want him to? And knowing the fact that he does get on the other's nerves, would they want him to either? But he's not. Well, exactly, they all like Ace. Don't they? I stand by what I said when we watched the episode uh, the first time, whose name I can't remember. Don't mention. Jeff. Thank you very much. Um, that he, even though he's a great guy, what a guy, he's not our Rimmer. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say, connect to that, I was going to say, I think because he's Ace Rimmer, he's strong enough and good enough that he knows he has to return back to that Rimmer. But he doesn't have to. This is this is the well, point, isn't no, it? Why does he have to? It's because it's Red Dwarf, man. No, no, but you're... Because you're, it's Red you're Dwarf. Cross, you're crossing the boundaries of, of our looking on <laughs> in and the in-fiction thing, aren't you? I'm talking about the in-fiction thing at the moment. In the first one... It was it was it was another person from another dimension, hmm. and whilst he couldn't get back to his dimension, he felt that Ace Rimmer, who had always been Ace Rimmer um, all his life, uh, was going to go off and do 
whatever it was that he wanted to do, he was going to get about the galaxy. Safe. See other rumours for some reason. See, well, for whatever reason, <laughs> seek out other rumours. Whereas this rumour, this ace, is rumour minus yeah. mm. emotion or all the uh, negative emotions. All, all the negative emotions. So he's able to. So yeah, it's not. There is no Doctor Who paradox if they cohabit or anything else like that. This is rumour. Something has before. It's the same as if one of Cat's legs got cut off. It's the same. You know, you have to carry that forward. And in this instance, yeah, you're right. It's a good question. The answer is it's Red Dwarf. Yeah. But, um, so in which case, because it's Red Dwarf, uh, as the writers, they probably don't care. Who cares? I know it's a who cares moment, but you know, looking at it more deeply, they could have squashed the head of the emo hawk or something, and they could have returned back to me. Well, all right, then I'm going to say this then. Um, I, I'm, I hope he doesn't stay as, as Ace Rimmer because our Rimmer is funnier. No, again, it's, that's looking from the outside. I agree with you. I don't want him to. St- I don't want him to stay as Ace Rimmer. Okay. This is an in-universe question of. Yeah, it's just that's what it is. It's just a discussion around that. They're telling him he has to change back. So, so that's that's the difference, isn't it? That's the well, know, much, right. much like when we've talked about other stuff in the past about whether it was waiting for God and we're talking about faith issues or whatever. You know, yeah, we can always say, ah, oh, it's Red Dwarf. Ah, oh, that's other things funnier. This is the other side of. Well, let's talk about this thing that's cropped up. I suspect, given some of the things that have happened in the past and the fact that, yes, he is Rimmer and, you know, Boys and the Dwarf, one in trouble, all in trouble and all that, they have, as we know, in Hollowship, for example, very quick to start auditioning. Actually, this was a, almost a throwaway line. Well, it was a throwaway line almost at the end of the episode. Actually, if they sat round over a, over a, over a lager and a poppadom and discussed it, I think they would all fairly readily agree to keep pace. Exactly. I think that's the way we can look at it. Isn't yeah. it? Yes. A, a long time ago, I think, I, right. I think Series 2, I remember you saying, oh, I'll be quite happy for this to end here. Might have even been Series 1. If it ended here, it would be good. I suppose we could always look mm. at it in that sense. It's like when, we, when Crichton turned to human, isn't it? Of course we could get... Yeah. We've got to have the old crime back. We don't have to. But, of course, we're going to. He would want to stay human, but no, in ten minutes they said, ah, oh, it's a bad idea for you to be human, even though it's what you've always wanted. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's just the same thing here. If this was the last episode, we could go away, he's become ace, Yeah. they can move on. Mm-hmm. We haven't. We've got more episodes to come yeah. up and we need some laughs. So it's the, it's the doylist and, and Watsonian and perspectives, now, isn't it? And now I really want Lager and Papa Dumps. It was a theme of the week. A theme of the week. Yeah. I've got nothing else uh, deep and meaningful, certainly. I did like the ending. We've often talked about how they end a thing. That was a nice uh, short and sweet ending with them freezing. I, th- I enjoyed that. Did you enjoy mm. that, Matty? This is your favourite episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be the other thing every time. <laughs> this was your favourite thing ever. Um, no. Things, I'm not at home on my computer, so I can't adjust so you can, your top you can't, five. Yeah, you can't adjust my top five, can you? It's, it, it's, it's seriously... I don't think my top five has been hilariously troubled. Hilariously troubled for, <laughs> for quite a while. But um, it's, it is becoming harder and harder to differentiate these things about what we like and what we don't. I'm definitely enjoying this series more than yes, series I, five, I, I think. Yes, I would completely mm. agree with you. I think the quality is better. Although, although two of my favourite episodes possibly are in series five, but I think the overall meat inside those pieces of bread well there's been no inquisitor there's been no inquisitor so you know we're all right yeah 
It's a metaphor is like one of Lister's sandwiches. Yeah. Just keep adding stuff. <laughs> going, we've, still, we've still got two left. It could go wrong. I mean, yeah. just a quick general impression, Series 6, Dan? I think the standard is high and has stayed high. What yeah. we haven't got... In most of the series, we've, we've probably all had a standout and then Matty's had a different one. And we've all had uh, an episode... Most of us have agreed that one episode didn't work quite so well and we broadly agreed on that it was usually Matty's favourite one Uh, (laughs) whereas this I think they're all pretty they're all pretty up there he'll have a meltdown if you don't care I'm just the punching bag everyone has their role on on the podcast I'm the punching bag that's what you're I am. So much more than that. So <laughs> you're the punch bag. I'm the old bag. You're the person I see. I've got to edit out the most. That's <laughs> all right. Story of my life is why I'm single. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna disagree, to disagree with you, Matt, because I, I this morning. I thought the ending was, was I thought the ending was was weak and was disappointing. Um, it just seemed. It just. It was just very. Sorry, I, I missed nothing. the first bit. Did you say you disagree with me? I did. Did I disagree with you? That's yes, I did. Um, <laughs> you thought it was weak and disappointing because. It was just so. It, it just felt very nice. Uh, it's a dwarf. Yeah, sorry. I, I almost listened to you then. <laughs> <laughs> what changed the habit of a lifetime? Oh, no, no, it feels. So, so it was weak because it just sprung upon us, did you say? No, it was just. It just seemed to be like. Um, Okay, we've got to wrap this episode up, right? Let's just freeze them. Okay, that's it. Okay, they're frozen, and then the end. It does come back to what we've said before, I think, doesn't it? So, like, it's a shame that there weren't more two-parters or continuations mm. because so I think it would have been nice even if it wasn't two-parter it would be nice to continue if you're going to bring back those characters it would have been quite fun to there carry has, them on wouldn't it there has been a theme of continuity through this series I think more so than the other ones with the fact that the, of the mission of what they're doing looking for Red Dwarf has continued yeah that, that's, you know, that's quite that's nice sort of though, yeah I know but it's just, it's still a thread and there have been some episodes that have been not really like a cliffhanger that have sort of there's not been a major resolution at the end of the episode it's just Red Dwarf's just become a MacGuffin isn't it really to, to chase after usually well it seems like a lot of the episodes the, the, the conclusion is well they didn't get eaten or killed or imprisoned forever or whatever it turns out to be. So they're, they're, the end of the episode is, well, they survived until next week. Almost, yeah, cute yeah, titles, it's Carl's yeah. outside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But those larger, I mean, we talked a lot about character development back in the early days. And yeah, I, I think it would have been interesting if they had carried on. Now, interestingly, I think next, no, not next, it was in series eight, there is a two parter. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to see why that is and, and mm. how the story is. I almost feel like we're doing a wrap-up episode a little bit now, so yeah, my, feels my, like... my fault there, Rick, well, so I went on to that. Well, I would say, almost on that sort of note, I feel like, I don't know what happens now, but I feel like now's kind of an ideal point to find Red Dwarf now. I feel like we've had lots of episodes on Star Wars. I feel like now's a good point to... Oh, for f- <laughs> so, so that's clearly happening. Oh god! I, well, I was going to say now seems like a good point to find it. I feel like we've had ample amount of stories and the right amount of stories in Starbug. I reckon we should find. I reckon now it's time to find Red Wolf. It could happen next week. Well, probably not by your reaction. No, no, no. I think I'm laughing because it feels like one of those things. I think you know when it does happen. I swear on my life, <laughs> I have no idea it's what like is the, coming. I can't have last week's episode, the Dwayne Dibley episode, when you're talking about. Oh, I expect a chance he might come back. I don't know, but maybe Kuchanski will come back. Oh, yeah, I know she does. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, I, well, I, I swear I don't know what happens, but I'm guessing... Well, no, well, at least it is tugging you along in a certain way, then. Yeah. Because you, you, you want them to find Red Dwarf. I'm invested in them finding Red Dwarf now. I really genuinely want them to find it. I have to say, I, when I'm, this series was first on, I think I felt a bit miffed that they'd lost Red Dwarf. <laughs> I think I thought, what have they done there? It's Red Dwarf. They can't lose Red Dwarf. There's no Red Dwarf? There's, there's no Red Dwarf. Yeah. Oh, you know, that, I, don't th- I don't think I care now, but I, yeah. I no, just that, remember. That brings back memories to me that, that I think I, re- I, re- I'm, I know I've watched this and I think at the time I was a bit sort of like well then they can't call it Red Dwarf if they haven't got Red Dwarf anymore they're going to have to call it Starbug <laughs> and I thought and then, no people well, that's, that's like, just no, Starbug isn't it no people won't know what that is and then it will confuse them they'll lose, they'll, they'll, they'll lose um, uh, viewers and they will get cancelled and then, then I just had a way with myself to shush yeah. and happy thoughts no it'd be good to go back to Red Dwarf get Holly back job done so um, I think this is we have had a few moans or at least I have and one or two of us have but I think this is a fun episode I think this is oh, good yeah. and I think these, yeah. are, these are as ever uh, slightly nitpicky complaints because That's we're talking thing. about it I think it, you're right it's, it's the, the nitpicking it's not a case of that we're, ha- we're to use an Americanism we're not hating on it Mm. Um, we love the, pro- the 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 program, but if we just basically said, "Oh yeah, we loved it," what did you think? I loved it. Yeah, we loved it. Then it would not be very entertaining. No. There's got to be uh, and contrast. As ever, we always say, it's Dan's catchphrase. Actually, there were some good lines in it. And uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say it this week. No, so you haven't said it this week. <laughs> That's why I had to get it in. Excellent. Because I, I sort of want to do a supercut of all the things that we regularly say. Oh, God. It'd be hilarious, be hilarious, but it would involve me having to listen to all the podcasts again. Uh, More than I've done. <laughs> but it would be funny. Your, yours is def- definitely, when I go, you got anything else to say? No, not really. I think it's all been said. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, have you got anything to add? No, not no. I think everything that would be said has been said. I don't know that. why I ever go to you last. No, if, because if, if ever I go to you, go, last, go to me first. Your is, oh no, you've just been all been said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think it's a good episode in the sense of I've finished, so I've got lines down here that I haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. So so we can almost rest it, even with a couple of those that we haven't mentioned, and hopefully people out there will be going, you didn't even mention that line. Unless you want to mention anything else, Matt. Probably. No. Usually it's the longest line in the show. No, I've said, I've said it. Excellent. So I, I think we just leg it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a long day. Straight to bed for me, darling. Change of plan, leg it. Yes. Yeah, so let's leg it ourselves. And so, oh, yeah. so here's me, Matthew, legging it. This is me, Matt, having legged it. This is me, Matty, having legging it even further. Uh, and this is me, Dan, legging it after them. <laughs> See you, everyone. <laughs> leg it! <laughs> Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss?